Welcome back, adventurer. Care for another story? One of a hero's triumph against darkness? A dragon's journey of self-discovery? Or perhaps two souls quests to find unity? Well, pull up a chair and have a listen. and welcome to The RPG Show. It's the show we rate, review, and talk about RPGs. My name's Brent. I'm your host. And with me today, I have uh, the manliest manly man, the whitest of the white, Nick Eitbro Gantner. Uh, if it wasn't me you are talking to, some people might find some of that offensive. Uh, that could be possible because I didn't even realize how I'd strung Magnificent and White together. I was just trying to think of what to put in the middle, and then I was like, oh, he was white earlier. Just do that. So, yeah, let's just go with the white supremacist uh, line and just assume that was on purpose. Let's do that. Just as an aside on the white supremacist thing, one of my patients today, today her initials were KKK. I was like, oh, well, that's – I wonder if she knows that. Um, When I was in – uh. Worked in wholesale T-shirts, and uh, there was a, uh, I would think it was like a screen printing business cool, called Cool Cats Club, all spelled oh. with K's. And uh, when you shipped the package, you had to put the initials of the business on the outside of the package and circle it. So the number of times I was writing KKK on a bag and throwing it in the UPS truck was a little high. So that's, that's like that's cool. Like, hey, where's that package going? Oh, I'm singing to the KKK. No big deal. That's exactly right. So uh, we got we're gonna talk about some stuff today, I guess. Just ramble on, just uh, fill some content here. Before we do that, we have a new review. I don't think we've read it on the show before. Last um, one was Canada review. It was all right. So this is a new one in the U.S. It says a real clean cut view of classic RPGs. Uh, five stars. I fell in love with this podcast after the first episode. It was just a group. It is just a group of friends talking about the stuff that you and your friends used to talk about. The nostalgia aspect of this content makes me to go back and play all the great games. I have nothing bad to say about these shows. A true pleasure to listen to. Uh, So thank you very much for that review, uh, Alex4172, if that is your real name. Um, Sounds like an alias to me. Actually, he sent an email into the show um, giving us praise, and I sent one back to him, and we had this little uh, exchange. He's a nice guy. Look forward to hearing. Uh, from, so that's from... like private, like sex chats. Yes, that's exactly what happened. Um, hey, you know what? You can get it when you can. I, I use, uh, you know, man juices like a moisturizer. That's why my skin's so uh, baby smooth. I I have nothing for that. Yeah, because your skin's rough as bejesus. And it breaks out all the time. I just I, maybe I just pick up on that. You just need to run rub more jism on your face. <laughs> hey. <you know. 
Oh man, that's surprise beauty tip podcast, not RPG show podcast today. Well, if you go, I mean, if you go to RPGshow.com, that's like wigs and shit. So if you don't put the the in there, it's pretty bad. So everybody's like, that's awfully pretentious to call yourself the RPG show. Like, there's no other ones out there. I'm like, well, we can't be RPG show because it's fucking wigs. So, <laughs> I mean, fuck. We are the RPG show. That's right. Like, what other competition we got, really? There's a lot, actually. I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm living in blissful ignorance, okay? Yeah, well, I mean. Who... The podcasts I listen to aren't RPG related. No, I don't know why. Why wouldn't you listen to? I don't know. We're going down a weird rabbit hole here. What have you like been up to? You said we'll talk about whatever on this episode. So yeah, I did. I did say that. That's my fault. I apologize. Uh, what have you been up to, Nick? Uh, not much really. Work, school. Yeah. Not yeah. not playing games like I need to be. Oh, shame, shame. I just feel like there's no time. Shame. Like, um, I can't wait to graduate, not have to go waste six hours a night on bullshit anymore. That would be that'll be great for you. So that's the that'll be good. Actually, this next term coming up, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays are going to be online classes. So uh, if I devote full attention to the class like I'm supposed to, quote unquote, that'll still save me two hours Mondays and Tuesdays to actually do something that I would like to do with my free time. No, yeah, that's legit. That's that's cool beans. Uh, I got a, a new kitten. So, well, technically Nicole got a new kitten. Yeah, Brittany went with her. So, like, I heard about that yesterday. I was like, oh, I didn't know they were getting a new kitten. So, yeah, me either. So, <laughs> surprise. How does it's cute? So, how does how does uh, Sky like the new kitten? Uh, she doesn't. She doesn't. Like right now, she just took a shit. And the kitten's out, like, just playing around doing kitten stuff. And she's tentatively stepping out of the litter box like there was a fire in the fucking building or something. <laughs> like, is it okay to move? Like, what uh, is that cat doing? Like, the cat's just running around being a cat, and then my cat's just like, I don't know what's happened to my life anymore. Well, your cat used to run around and do be like that, well, now, and now she's old and fat. So she can't play like kittens used to play. play. She plays all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, well, I don't know. Last time I see her, she just kind of laid there. Uh, she has to be in the mood, which is like 11, 30, 12 o'clock when I usually get home. Yeah. So I'm like, bitch, I've been gone all day. Can I just do something that I would like to do, please? But no. No, you have to play with the cat. Uh, well, I mean, we were over there. We played a, a like, I don't know how that's relevant to this. We played a new card game. What was that? What did we play the other day? Uh, we played Force of Will. Force of Will? It's not... "Quote unquote new, but it's new to uh, us. New to so. us. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's I like mean, three years old or something. Yeah, I mean it's a trading card game. It was all right. We had fun, I guess. Should play again. But we have hey. we have a lot of play games we need to play again. Uh, like board games mainly. Yeah, a lot. Um, but uh, so have you been playing like any video games at all? Like other than Breath of Fire four or or three? Three. three oh, I was like, hold on, are you skipping ahead? I Woo! I haven't started playing four yet. <laughs> No. Uh, have you been playing anything? Uh, I've been. I was catching. I Nicole was playing StarCraft two. To, to uh-huh. uh, she was waiting for fucking No Man's Sky to come out, and she's like, oh, "I'm bored. I don't want to play. I don't know what to play." And we were playing uh, Diablo three together uh, every once in a while, and she decided to just play StarCraft two. 
played all played that all day, beat the campaigns, or playing StarCraft once. And I'm watching her. I'm like, oh, that looks really fun. I, I kind of want to play that. So I went back and started picking up StarCraft one again. Was playing through that. Um, she bought No Man's Sky. Plays that all the fucking time. I tried it for like three hours or so. Uh, I guess it's okay for what it is. It's not my type of game. Yeah. But I could see how some people wouldn't enjoy it. Well, my thing on that is like, I don't understand why collectively people are upset about it. Like, I don't know what they were expecting. Like, were you expecting my universe sim? Like, because I mean, the hardware is up there, but I don't think they're going to simulate multiplayer environments in this huge wide open uh you know procedurally generated universe that doesn't seem remotely fucking feasible in any sort of realistic expectation like i you know i heard about the game i'm like oh it's a space exploration game and it's mostly like a like a it's almost like a benchmark kind of game where it's like see what you can see how many uh, points of articulation if you can on the on the toy like how many points can we procedurally generate a, a fucking galaxy or system from and yeah. I think as far as that's concerned like it does its job like I'm a okay with it I've played you know put in um, enough hours in it I guess to to understand what it's about I've probably played more than i should trying to get this fucking breath of fire game done but uh you know so i i, I kind of i don't understand why people are upset about it i think it's it's a perfectly good space exploration game i mean there you go okay. uh i know glenn's been playing and i don't know how what his kind of haven't had a chance to get his full opinion on it but uh if i had it i'd weigh it in here because you know people still ask about him so um that yeah, really I kind of think that brings us into like what our original main discussion is. Like, I kind of just want to have like a, this freeform discussion about like inventory systems. Okay. Because I'd like to like first off, because I think the most uh, mundane or tedious part of No Man's Sky is the inventory system, because you start with a very limited inventory and you're constantly having to repair things and refuel things and all this other stuff, and you're trying to you know they want you to be able to trade for trade goods for credits and do all this stuff in space and you really run out of inventory fast especially when you need to start crafting stuff um it can either slow you way down or you run out of inventory really fast and it's really slow to upgrade inventory both yourself and the ship so um there's also the upgrades you get remove inventory space temporarily until you delete that upgrade which limits you even more if you're trying yeah. to get like yeah. stronger scanning or better mining laser. So and... it's like to put it in RPG terms, it's if like uh, you had a finite. It's like games where you have a finite inventory, like number of slots in your inventory. Final Fantasy Legend was actually like this, where you have a finite number of spots in your inventory, and your equipment actually takes up some of those slots. Um, so that's kind of plus the upgrades on the equipment. So like if you had like a like a shield and you put an enchant, imagine having a shield. And then you want to put an enchant on that shield. So you, the shield takes up an inventory slot, then the enchant takes up an inventory slot. Oh, look, you're only left with three inventory slots left kind of thing. Um, so the, wor- the worst part is that you don't need, like there's no like no need for real items, like it's not an RPG. The only thing you need is to like find materials or preset relics that you can sell. But then there are so many different varieties of things that you yeah. need like eight materials to make one thing but you've got four slots it's like i don't understand 
it's 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 clunky and it's tedious but um again you know i don't, I don't want i don't want to go into like a full review of uh no man's sky i think it is uh serves its function but what i do want to talk about is sort of some of our favorite and least favorite inventory systems um we can cite specific games or specific types but in general i kind of want to like so what are the different types of inventory systems so you have like your generic list right then you have that's typically infinite in capacity typically then you have your per character inventory so each character has a certain number of um, spaces they can hold um we've actually played a lot of games like that uh and then there is your sort of uh like you have your weight system Mm -hmm. and then you have your uh sort of space management system right um like diablo like diablo and some of the times the weight and space management kind of are, are um, fused. Are fused, like in uh, like Dungeon Siege games are a good example of where they're fused, where you may have this uh, huge page you can put stuff in, but you have a weight limit, and each thing is shaped differently and that kind of thing. Um, so, I guess uh, I think the easiest to use is of course the list system, but. Uh, do you think that that can have a negative sort of uh, impact on immersion at all? Like just this huge list of items? Like does it? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna assume the answer is no. But does it does <laughs> does it ever like? Do you ever feel like uh, it's just too easy? My opinion on immersion and inventory systems is mainly I if I'm trying to be immersed in something, I don't give a shit personally okay about like the mechanics of the game world like okay like if i if i cared enough about immersion all these games where you have problems with the um paper doll system or you equip a piece of armor equipment and it like floats in air behind your character or like you walk into an object and it doesn't respond like there's no physical tactile feedback like no like there's all these things that, if I cared about immersion, I would never be able to play a video game. Okay. All right. So, my opinion, inventory systems that give you the most, um, I guess freedom, like the list infinite, uh, like slots, like infinite capacity inventory systems. Okay. Are make the transition between. The necessary having to stop the game, break immersion, go to a menu, uh, finagle with items, and then go back into the game itself. They make that the shortest and least, uh, I guess, distracting and troublesome okay. thing for me. So I would say they are the most immersive for me because while everything is going to break immersion, this causes the least bump in the road. Okay, and so it, it's, it, it slows you down the least in making you realize that you're playing a video game. Pretty much, in my opinion. All right. Then what do you think um, – where do you think the other inventory systems fit in? Like what do you think their purpose would be in your uh, video game sort of uh, I think, design choice? I think the way that they implement restrictions to inventory are their attempts to make it more quote-unquote realistic, which okay. I think – there's always a detriment to video games or any medium that requires uh, imagination or for people to uh, like. I feel like the goal of most 
uh, entertainment and media that people consume is to not be in real life anymore. They're trying to be, they're, they're trying to take the brain somewhere else. Okay. So, the the correlation they're trying to make everything like there it has its moments. Like if you're obviously watching like a historical medium or something that's supposed to be historical based or based on reality as we know it, then obviously you want to mimic. Uh, world world's rules and physics and how things go as to the best of your ability to make that experience more immersive. But if you're giving free reign to craft your own world, your own logic, your own physics, anything in this new experience that you want somebody ex- to uh, explore and you're constraining yourself by earthly physical limitations, I feel like you're doing a detriment to your concept. Okay. Um, like I understand the whole, I, I guess there's a, the element of challenge to and forced strategy. Like, uh-huh. oh, let's make characters only have four inventory slots. Then the player, players have to think about what they want to carry with them. What is more valuable than what? Uh, one object is more valuable than another object. Do they want more equipment? Do they want more items for healing? Do they need this thing to sell later? Do they just want to have a free slot just in case they find something cool? I don't. The no. Okay. Just so no. What do you <laughs> All right, then that poses this question. What do you think is the more appropriate way to manage inventory in regards to difficulty? So, let's say you're a designer and you're making an RPG and you want a level of difficulty to the game. All right. Do you think that it is better to provide restrictions on the amount of items they can carry or find a way to put some sort of uh, life on the items in the inventory or even find another way to force them to use items more frequently. Like, uh, like uh, think of like, you can't have uh, all these mana potions or potions in your inventory because you're going to need them more frequently. Or like if you're not using all the crafting materials you find to craft upgrades, then you're getting your ass kicked. Um kind of forcing players because I think that in turn would force players to actually have to hunt out all the things instead of some of the optional things that we like to sometimes skip skip over or cruise by and you know like a fast playthrough what do you think is the most appropriate way to um, add difficulty from a design point of view to inventory management um, if you were say making a difficult RPG I feel like that's a Difficult question to okay. answer. Okay. Because there are obviously a bunch of solutions, and I would say that constricting yourself to making the game difficult based on an inventory system. Well, I'm not saying that's the only. Silly. Th- I'm not saying that's the only thing that makes the game difficult. I'm saying let's. You are setting out to design a difficult game, like you want to make a challenging experience for the player, and you're coming around to design the inventory system, and the inventory system does have to play a part into that somewhere. And which point in this sort of. Uh, stark uh dangerous uh sort of game do you think how does that inventory play into your design choice do you make okay you see what i'm saying yes so my personal solution to that would be uh i guess i'll just stay state that i don't care i don't ever use items in games regardless because many 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 games are whether it's just because i've been playing these particular types of games forever uh, I'm just used to that, or if it's because I possess a modicum of intellect and I'm able to strategize effectively, or they just make these games too fucking easy. I hardly ever use 
uh, items. If I do, it's maybe once in a while. Like I'll use a res- resurrection item because something happened. I wasn't expecting a big bad big bang attack and they killed some guy. Because uh, usually they provide you with magic spells, which replace the need for items. Okay. And I always feel like items are the like last resort backup type of thing. Okay. Uh, except in Final Fantasy Tactics, where it's way way more efficient to have a chemist as opposed to a white mage. You know that's funny because I'm like the opposite. Like uh, every other game, I'll use items up to a certain point. Like because like say if the you like you're beating the game at level sixty. Up to like level thirty or forty, items are pretty useful because your magic resources can be limited in certain stretches. And then once I pass that point, I stop using items. It's all magic. But tactics, like I don't think I use a like I'll use a chemist long enough to unlock like white mage, black mage, and then I drop the chemist. Okay. So my just my bias against. I guess magical characters in that game regardless is they rely on the faith stat. If the enemy target or even your own targets have a low faith stat, then their magic is practically useless. And I tend to min-max so my characters all have a low faith so that enemy mages can barely damage them. And they have a max braze so that all their physical attacks go through. So I... I also find items more reliable because they're instant cast oh, as yeah, opposed they're... to waiting for a spell. To yeah, go the, off. like that's all you know, and we can all talk. We can talk about this when we get to Final Fantasy Tactics, of course. Um, and I, I, I think it's safe to say I play the game way differently than you do. But that's also kind of the magic of Final Fantasy Tactics. You can really yeah. play it multiple ways. Um, but, but okay, so back to the whole item thing. Yeah. Um, personally, what I would do is make uh, resources scarce. Uh, that would be the gold pieces or whatever currency you're using in the game and provide maybe at the beginning of the game some free items for the player to use if you're trying to build a challenge into the game, get them accustomed to what... um, Like, my limit would be one per item. Like, you get one free item per category. Like, you get one free potion, one free ether, one free resurrection thing. That way you know what this item is, you know that it exists in the game world, and you know that it's obtainable in some form. Okay. Um, that way you're not like like looking for a particular thing and you don't know that it exists because they have, it's in some random ass shop in the bumfuck object you've never been to. Okay. But, um, and that would go along with having to change the way the player acquires equipment. Because if I'm making currency scarce, scarce then uh, I'm not going to want to throw out just fucking equipment willy-nilly either uh-huh. like whether you build a crafting system where they have to uh like somehow get materials which i whatever don't don't personally enjoy uh but yeah my thing would just make currency scarce that way if a player actually wants to stock up on items they can just grind some weak ass monsters get some currency and then they can afford whatever the fuck they want okay all right um you know i can kind of see that like, I think the best, I don't know if making it scarce, I, of course make it scarce, like that of course is going to add to difficulty, but that has more, not so much to do with inventory management. I think the, like personally, so if we're we're in this mindset where we want to make a challenging game, um, I don't think restricting the slots is a good way to go because that just becomes tedious and fear, 
uh, infuriating, especially if it's a difficult game um, already. I think the best way is to sort of incentivize the use of items. Like, don't make them overpowered, but also don't give your character many other options to different things. So, like, let's say you have magic. You have a very limited use of those magics, and it becomes more about a resource management than inventory management, where... Yeah, you're going to pick up some potions, you're going to pick up some ethers, you're going to pick up maybe a very few restora- uh, resurrection items, some damaging items even, where, you know, but you'll want to make good use of those items. Like, if you get um, too far without using them, then you're really sort of hindering yourself kind of thing, um, I think is the best solution to that. Okay, but, I can agree with that. But um, aside from that... So we have the list, and I think that's both of our preferred method. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, it's simple to use. Um, you know, you unless you're really bad at the game, you're never really going to get bogged down in the number of items in that slot or in that list, uh, especially if it has some sort of sort functionality. Um, then there's the certain number of slots per character. Um, I think some of the, you know... I think it, that might actually be my least favorite uh, organizational inventory method because you end up losing where items are. Like, you don't know who has it or, uh, like, the moving, like, you want to move something to somebody, but sometimes you can't just flat-out trade it. Sometimes you got to empty a slot to move the thing. I think that is the most cumbersome of all or- the inventory methods in RPGs, personally. I can agree with that. My favorite thing about that, sorry to interrupt, is yes. like in, in like Shining Force, like you can have the characters on each on the opposite side of the map, and you're like, "Fuck, that character way over there has an item I actually need right now." Well, we got some house to deal without. And I don't think the realism thing. I don't think it's necessarily always a mistake. I do think it is executed poorly, um, in many cases. Okay. Um, to or like the, you're trying to obtain a uh, a certain effect by adding a certain level of realism and they just missed the mark. And I think this is one of those examples because it makes sense that you can have as much inventory as as much as people in your party can carry. Um, I think it, it, it makes a lot of sense. But at the same time, uh, like you said, if you're playing a game, the immersion on my, I think for me too, comes from being in the moment and um, just playing away sort of losing everything around you you're kind of just into it you're in the zone fucking doing your thing right and nothing is more jarring or broken than when you have to completely stop what you're doing and you're just stuck trying to work around some mechanical wall that is just fucking obtrusive for no fucking reason and i think that's uh that's that inventory system for me because you know uh you're like oh i need to use a potion well fucking you know uh clifford on the other side of the fucking map has the goddamn potion you know i'm screwed um or stuff like that and yeah just i I don't think that inventory system works for me um i don't mind so much in like Fire Emblem uses this kind of system where you have a master inventory, then you have you like you have your caravan caravan inventory, then you have their inventory, and that doesn't bother me as much because you're not. Um, I don't think you're as reliant on the items. The items are just kind of like a real tertiary bonus to what you're doing, aside from like your equipment and your weapons. 
you know? So I think it works well in a game like Fire Emblem, but not so much in a game like Shining Force. I also feel that in an agreement with the whole you don't really need it, because most characters in Fire Emblem are either going to die in one or two hits anyway. Yeah. Uh, so the only thing you need to worry about are weaponry. But they not only have a, a centralized hub for you to get like in store items to the convoy that your characters can take items from and put items into, they make the whole experience so much simpler. Like you can, you access a menu, all your characters are listed. You can trade items between them from that menu. It's self-explanatory. And they it's also easy. have the the best button ever. If you're gonna have a sem- uh, inventory system like this, have the button where I clear everyone's fucking inventory to the caravan. Yes. Like that. Like if you're gonna have a system like this. That's you need that goddamn button. I don't see why how you don't think that's a good idea. Like, no. oh, let's let's <laughs> not let's make a button where we can dump everybody's inventory into the caravan so that the player can have an easier time figuring out what they have and who they want to give it to. No, no, no. We'll just let them figure it out. They gotta fucking juggle it, goddamn jugglers. So, but yeah, no, and that's that's that system. Um, I say, you know. And then there is the weight system. Um, I particularly don't necessarily mind the weight system. It can be annoying in certain games, um, but I don't necessarily think it always um, detracts from that experience. So, uh, you know, I guess the most current example of that is is Skyrim. So, like, you, you most Fallout of, 4, technically. Fallout 4, yes. Fallout 4, um, the Elder Scrolls games, use this system. Um, and it is more, uh, I would say, more so than the uh, space system that we're getting ready to get into. It uh, is harder to say, you, like, you're out in the field and there's something really good drops and you're like, oh, and then it's like it's too heavy. I think it's harder in those games to figure out what to drop because it's not always easily to tell where the highest amount of your uh, ratio of weight is distributed in your inventory, especially if you're carrying crafting materials and that kind of thing. Um, So uh, I think that system can work, especially in games. Like, uh, like I think the two primary examples we have of Fallout in the Elder Scrolls games are designed well around that weight system because... uh, I think the weight limit on most of the characters is high enough um, and it sort of doesn't incentivize like because if you didn't incentivize the sort of uh, bruiser characters in those games I don't think people would play them as much um, and I think those characters sh- I think re- uh, reasonably in character in games where you are sort of deciding whether you want to be the bruiser or the fast guy or the magic guy that it does make more sense that the bruiser can stay in the fight longer before he has to return to town, and I'm okay with that, um, mostly because that's my character archetype. Um, how do you feel about the weight system? I fucking hate the weight system. Okay, and why is yeah, that? I hate every system that's not the first system. Okay. The list. I, well, I mean, like, it, you and you just hate it simply for the fact that you have to manage your inventory? I hate it because it causes more grief than I feel it gives you in benefits. Like I understand, like in these, like let's say, like Skyrim for example, they are attempting to make it so that you have to choose between 
like keeping items in your inventory, finding things. Like you have to always have this balance between having your strong equipment, your items, anything you might need in combat, but have enough room for anything new you might find. And I can understand that. And the same thing you're getting at with your you have to your character archetypes, where you obviously the mage will be weaker because you don't have as much armor. Whereas the Bruiser character will have more armor, but their inventory, uh, their weight limit will be, uh, it, it might be a higher max, but it'll definitely be more put into there because of the heavy armor they have to equip. Okay. And blah, 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 blah. But they also sell these types of games as, oh, you can do anything, you can be anything. And I feel like maybe I want to be a, sell- a spell sword that can tank hits like a fucking wall, but also throw some magic out there and do all this kind of shit. And it's like it feels like it detracts from their that kind of goal that I always have in mind with these kind of free roam, open world, do what you want type of games. Yeah, but at the same time, I think if you could pick up things endlessly in games like that, then why wouldn't you just pick up every fucking spoon and bowl you ever saw? Like, I think it would destroy like the the in-game sort of economy because you could just pick up so much mundane shit and sell it um that it would you know you you, i think it's i think it's especially in the i think outside of the examples that we're giving you're right like i hate that weights implemented in dungeon siege when you already have the sort of space system in in play um and stuff like that but they give you a mule so i mean at least there's that but um well, my big issue with weight is that I've talked to many, many people about these types of like this weight system that's not only in Skyrim, it's in like Dark Souls and other games too, but in events where like you go raid a dungeon, like maybe one out of ten people will be like, Oh, I'll go in and pick whatever up that I find and I'll never go back in there again. Nine times out of ten, people are like, Yeah, it's bullshit. I went in there, found some expensive rare stuff. It put me on my weight limit after I picked up five items. I had to leave the dungeon, fast travel to a town, sell my shit, put shit in storage so I have more room, go back to the dungeon, pick more, loot the dungeon some more until they hit weight limit, then leave, go back to town, sell my shit, go back to the dungeon, fill back up to weight limit. And I'm like, if you just either expanded the weight limit capacity or like just removed it all together, that... It's people aren't playing the game anymore. They're just moving items. Between. Well, at that, at, I think at that point, I think you're playing the game too hard because like 90% of those items you're not going to use and you don't use your wealth for that much in those games anyway because the vendor's really never going to have an item that's better than something you're going to find in the dungeon. So you're going back and getting this stuff and selling it for no reason. Like literally no reason simply because you wanted to pick it all up. Like you know as a person that's played these games most times in that dungeon there's going to be four items max that are useful to what you do specifically and everything else you're just going to sell it and most times with the exception i think fallout you need the the currency a little more but in skyrim you don't need the currency for jack diddley so I don't I don't understand the the motivating fa- like if the motivating factor for you is to clear everything out of the dungeon, then yeah, you should have to make multiple trips to that fucking dungeon because there's no need to do it other than you just wanting to do it. There's definitely a need. You use money for shit all the time in there. No, you don't. Unless you're duping things. Yeah, you need money to get materials to craft things to buy potions and shit. 
you don't need that much. You don't need the entire contents of a dungeon much. Like, because I played it the way that one one person out of ten you describe, where I went in there, I found everything that was useful to me. That didn't mean I didn't look at everything. Well, I'm like, that's a fucking agility bow. I'm dual-wielding axes. I don't need that shit. Leaving it. And, you know, by unless I saw something that was super rare, then I'd make a little room for it. But other than that, you know, I would leave it behind, and then I'd sell what I had, equip the new shit, and I always had enough to buy potions or whatever I needed to buy and just kept going until I completed the game. So I, I just don't see... Well, we're going to have to agree to disagree on this then. Maybe it's just we play games differently. Then that's true. We do. We have established that throughout the course of the show. We play games very different, very differently. Um, so then there's the space system, which is most prevalent in, in Diablo. And uh, if we were to, like, if we look at these four systems, because I think I'm going to have another one here in a second, that's just kind of a space system. Because there's always, like, the like the list but limited slots that you can expand right well there's also hybrid systems too that yeah, we can talk about there's hybrid systems so like if we were to take these four core systems so space weight uh multi-unit and list i'd say my 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 list from favorite to least favorite is probably uh like list uh space weight multi-unit depending on the game like, because okay. if it's Fire Emblem, then the multi-unit goes up to number two, because Fire Emblem does it well, and wherever else does it shitty. Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, in well, the space... Well, Fire Emblem also borrows elements of list for the convoy, so... Yeah, yeah, it does. So, and I don't have a problem with the space system so much as um, a lot of people do, because I think it's really simple to manage, like the kind of Tetris of it's really easy. And most times you're choosing whether you want to carry the super valid, like maybe even mid range valuable thing that takes up 12 slots versus freeing up inventory for a bunch of little shit. Like the choice is very small in most cases. Uh, while I do, I would agree that the space allocated in say Diablo is too small, but generally like that space management thing doesn't bother me as much as it does other people. Um, sometimes I actually kind of enjoy it. Like, ooh, how can I fit this in? Like, I can arrange my single units around the thing, and I got a perfect little spot for it. There we go. All kinds of done. Um, See, I'm the opposite. If I have to pick up, like, if I find something, and it's like, fuck, now I have to spend a couple minutes trying to figure out the best arrangement for my inventory instead of playing the goddamn game. And I'm like... Is this thing even worth it? Should I just throw this thing on the fucking ground? Am I going to use this later? Like, I, I end up just leaving shit everywhere because I don't even want to bother with the fucking inventory system anymore. One example of Diablo, I think that's the point, is they're going to throw way more loot at you than you need. Like, so again, it's another one of those situations where if you are you compulsively need to pick up everything you see, Diablo, stay away from it because that shit drops like fucking apples from a tree. All right, man, like, that's probably the worst choice for somebody that compulsively needs to pick up everything. Um, well, they fixed it in Diablo 3, where they use the list system, but it's the limited list system. Yeah, and again, uh, I think the... You know, I think we're in agreement that the list system is the best system. Um, and, you know, anytime you sort of... You know, there are a lot of hybrid systems out there. Um, and I'm okay with the limited list, 
as long as throughout the course of the game you can upgrade like the okay. max number on that list like i'm actually kind of a fan of that where so, so kind of like how in zelda where you have a number of like the health you upgrade over the game like i kind of like that with like the list system so let's say you start the game you have 20 slots in your list and then you pick up another bag or uh, uh extension on your storage or you can buy them from vendors or that kind of stuff and unlocks another 10 slots and then you can find another one and unlocks another 10 slots and like you know it gives you something to do in the game to make that easier you know what i'm saying like and i think that's kind of why circling all the way back to the beginning i kind of forgive no man's sky on its inventory just a little bit because you can upgrade it and that's part of the game like that's like your inventory and space is a resource as much as the stuff as you you collect is um but you know uh i think just in general the list's the best uh, are there some notable games that have like like you would point to as examples of ways to put a limitation on inventory, um, but still really fun to play? So like like Final okay. Fantasy VII would be out because that's just you pick up every fucking thing. There's no yes. limit. Um, I'm Fantastic. talking about I'm talking about something that gives you a limit, but you still enjoy playing. Like you don't find the inventory system to. Um, Okay, well, we can call to mind Zelda, which doesn't fit in any of the categories because as I was thinking about it, it's typically preset. Like, the items are preset on this layout, and mm-hmm. you just have to find them, and then they populate where they're supposed to be. Yeah, with the exception of, like, you can only carry as many potions or fairies as you have jars. Well, that's also a stipulation in any game that has an inventory system. You can yeah. only carry max number of so-and-so item. The fair, like, fair it. Like, I mean, it's better than, like, 99 of the thing. I guess if you want to pose a limit on it. Yes. But. So, I mean, that's 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 a good example. Do you have any others? Uh, yes, I have Dark Souls, the series, which uh-huh. fused the list system with the weight system. Okay. So, they, your inventory, at least except in the first Demon Souls. Demon Souls was bullshit with the weight system because they had, just, they had a weight system. Anything you picked up added weight. You, if you found an item and you picked it up, but you was it was too heavy for you to actually pick up and put your inventory, it re-dropped it on the ground, and if you left the area, it disappeared forever. So you can never come back and get it. Which so there's a bunch of bullshit with that, but they fixed it. The later iterations have infinite list inventory, but on your character they have a weight system where you have to uh, put it, points into a stat to increase your increase your weight capacity. Uh, in order to equip better gear, which are which is typically heavier, but had offered more defense, so I'm okay with stuff like that because uh, you're not forced to choose between um, not not missing out on any items, but you are forced to uh, decide whether you are willing to first invest uh, very very precious stat points into increasing your weight capacity. Second, choosing between the variety of items and equipment that's available to um, figure out which is the best kit for you to actually wear, which suits your playstyle the best, whether you actually need all this armor, whether you uh, you need a, this like this you want to use two-handed sword, but it's too heavy, you should use one-handed sword instead. Um, and they also have a uh, like a quick item limitation where you can just flip through uh, like a quick item inventory thing with like I think it's a d-pad down arrow and use a button to trigger whatever item you have so a lot uh, there's very few menu management 
and the way they manage the menus, some people get really, really good at like getting it because the game is playing, the game is going on constantly. There's no pause, They're, so they get really good at in the middle of combat accessing the equipment menu, equipping different accessories, and then exiting out in like a split second so that they change their buffs and stuff like that. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm never gonna be that good, but I feel like the mix of the infinite inventory with the um, the stipulations of having like some kind of a weight limit are fair. And I think that works in a game in which you cannot pause it. Like I think if you could pause it, then like the whole point of like the the weight half of it would become defeated. If you understand what I'm kind of saying, aside from the like the having to invest points in it to wear stuff. No, because I feel like that would work okay in Fallout or Skyrim, where like you have infinite inventory, but you can only equip certain amounts of equipment at a time. Yeah, I guess. I still think it doesn't work in Fallout or Skyrim because you can pick up literally everything, and it would trivialize the economy of the game. Because you would like if you had infinite inventory, like you would just literally pick up every spoon and bowl you ever saw. Maybe you would if you have some kind of compulsion, but if nothing has value to me, I'm not going to waste time picking it up. Well, then we just went through that. Like, you were in a dungeon, and you wanted to pick up everything that was enchanted, even though half of it you're never going to use. You just wanted to have it to sell. Key difference there, Brent. Like, anything that has value over a certain threshold, like a spoon or a fucking bowl, worthless. Why am I wasting my time? Maybe I'm not talking about every spoon and bowl, but I'm saying, like... It, it it then it defeats the purpose of having anything at all, like in those type of games because there's so much to pick up because there are things to pick up that aren't spoons and bowls that have value like books and and stuff like that that after amount of time like you would have so much in your inventory that you could sell off and never have to worry about money again. But you were saying you don't really need money, Brent. So what's you don't? But it's the problem. Round in circles, round in circles. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, I I can't think of any specific examples. Like, I've already talked about how much I like Fire Emblem's inventory. Like, I think it, it provides enough there. Um, I'm kind of, like, I do like the limited list. Um, because the, the infant list, while it is the best, but at the same time, like, it, it you know, I don't think it takes away anything from gameplay, but it doesn't necessarily... I don't want to say anything. Like, it's just there. Like, that's when there's no inventory management in the game whatsoever. You just fucking do the thing. So if I'm having to play a game with inventory management, I kind of want the limited list where I can upgrade it over time. Um, You know, like like the system that most MMOs use where you have, like, a certain number of bag slots. God, I hate that so much. I don't mind it because you... It's just specifically in MMOs, like, you have fast travel, it's really easy just to fucking clear out your bags of bullshit and keep moving with your life, and over time, you end up with enough storage that you'll never have a problem. Um, no, I'm a, I'm a hoarder. I'm not. So. Again, different play styles. Um, I fucking, I throw out everything except for what I need. I keep... Anything, because you never know if you might be needing to use it one day. And it's better to have than have not, is my philosophy. Like like old gear? You keep old gear? It depends on the game. So if it's an MMO where you out-level your gear, no, I'm going to sell it. But in an MMO like, uh, let's say Final Fantasy 11 or 14, where your one character can level up multiple jobs and you can reuse old gear, I'll yeah, keep it. I can, I, can see, I can see how that would be, that would be useful in 
in the Final Fantasy games. But otherwise, like mats, uh, like monster spoils, anything that has the potential to be used later on, I typically will save and hold on to, even oh, if no. the like it's, the value is so low that it's not even oh, worth no. vending to the NPC vendor. Like you might as well just discard it. I'm, I hold I, con- on to it. I constantly sell all that stuff to players. Like that's all goes on the player market, uh, and like if it is some sort of crafting or reagent thing to it, like that never gets vendor, just goes there. It doesn't matter. I have to repost the thing twelve times. Like that's just where it goes. Fair um, enough. So, um, yeah, I guess that's that's it for inventory. I think we we talk that bitch to death. What do you think? I mean, I suppose I'm trying to think of more examples of good shit, but all I can think of is games with infinite inventory lists. Because, well, that and the only inventory, the only games that come to mind when you think of inventory are the ones that you really fucking hated managing. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, if it, if it goes without a hitch, then you never think back on it. Well, we could call them Suikoden, Su- uh, Suikoden in the question, because they have a kind of shitty inventory system. It's not infinite list, it's that party... Yeah. Each character can only hold a certain number of things. But it, they give you, I guess, enough space. Yeah. That it's not usually a problem, and yeah. items are not the most important thing in that game. No. You have all the wounds. I don't think I use items in Suikoden at all. Like, again, like so if my average threshold, if you're completing a game at 60, is like 30 to 40, I think I stop using items in Suikoden by 15, 20. By the time everybody has runes and you have somebody with a steady sort of like healing ability, it's yeah. just done. <laughs> like he's just done. No more I items. Typically, just keep like a mega medicine on a couple characters, just in case. Yeah, I'll keep one handy because like, like there are a lot of times where they just come out and just like something completely random will tap and it'll take out your goddamn healer, and then you're like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Exactly. So, but I, again, like I think it all comes around to play style because I I play my games like a glass cannon. Like I am not going to i am like i am going to i'm not necessarily going to set myself up for defense and healing and status protection i'm going to do as much damage as fast as i can do it and figure it out after the battle's done like that's my play style and that's i guess that's why i end up using more items than you do because i'm just going to roll through them do like five or six battles and then everybody's at like quarter health so then i just go in and just like use up a bunch of items in the the menu and just keep rolling through town okay um so that's maybe where the difference comes in. Um, it's knows? possible. It's just, we'd have to go through like and compare. We should do that one day on a game we're playing. Go through a game and record it. And we yeah. compare each other's play styles in that particular game. Yeah, like compare like especially like through boss fights and stuff. That's where you could really tell. Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, boss fights when I'm using the most strategy. Like like that's when it's stopping strategy time. Like your average fight unless i'm in a new area like i'm just i'm doing as much damage as i can the fastest i can and just moving on again i still don't use like a lot of things like protect like spells like protect or shell or even haste (laughs) like i'm just like nope i'm gonna start at the top of the list with my most damaging spell and then work my way to the bottom okay uh so i don't know again that's also how I play Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, that's that's a that's a point I wanted to make about inventory systems. Like everybody in with these weight and space things, I feel like they're trying to emulate the way that um, inventory management is happens in tabletop. Mm-hmm. But 
people tend to forget, like, oh, yeah, it's like D&D. I can only carry so much weight. Yeah, but even D&D is like, fuck weight stuff. We're going to make handy haversacks a thing that you can get readily within low levels. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have to work towards it, but you can get it. And that completely negates the whole thing. Like, that's exactly. your infinite list right there. Like, even D&D does it. So... I mean, even so much in, like, our... I can't remember our campaign in which we fucking cared about how much shit people were carrying because it's such bullshit. I don't think we ever have. I think we pretty much are always, like, within, like, the first couple sessions, like, all right, we got an infinite bag thing. All right, great. Yeah, somebody's just like, here, just take it. Like, I think one time I went to, and started to seek one out, and Dan's like, just no, you can have it. <laughs> like, exactly. I don't, I don't want to try and calculate how much shit y'all are carrying around. We also somehow magically always seem to get those telepathic communication bead things. No, that I think that's that's only every time Glenn DMs is the. Oh, tele- is it? Yeah, like yeah. Glenn's all about like trying to flavor that as something that's not a telepathic bead. <laughs> like, whatever. All right. Um, <laughs> so that's 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 what's up. Oh, I do want to talk about like I, all right. So we don't necessarily condone emulation on this show. All right, like it's sketchy. Right? We don't want to be in that line of fire. The only time I would condone emulation is if it's for something that's no longer available or never got imported, and it has like a like an English translation, fan translation. Like I'm down yeah. with that. Like fucking do that. Like fuck people that are not okay for that. But I bought. Uh, it's called the GPD XD. All right, because see, I was having a problem getting stuff done because I would be mired to a television. All right, and with the daughter around my wife wants to do whatever whatever the best time for me to play is that like sleepless hour and a half two hours before i fall asleep at night and i needed something handheld to do that so uh you know i want i that's when i started to seek out ways to sort of emulate stuff instead of being attached to a tv because i'm not gonna set all the fucking consoles and all that shit up in the bedroom there's not enough room for it fuck that noise um so it's you mean you don't want to live in a room like mine bro you mean two feet by two feet? Exactly. No, I don't want to live in Japan. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's mean. I'm kidding. Your apartment's it's great. It's, it's perfect no, for I'm you. I meant the layout. Like you, literally right in front of the television. And I know. For shit. I know. It's 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 kind of like a home theater setup, but not. It's like a dual monitor home theater setup with the tiered seating you have. It's really yeah. magnificent. <laughs> it, it was not my plan. It's uh, it's it's a it's it is it is function. It is function at its highest design. That's where I excel. Uh, yes. So, um, what I was calling it's called the GPDXD, and essentially all it is, it's like uh, it's a five-inch Android tablet with a it's it's built and designed to look like a 3ds XL. Um, it's a Chinese device, but and I, when I bought it, I was kind of worried it would be one of those shitty Android chinese android devices but it's really not i uh, like the shoulder buttons have mechanical buttons in them so that, like you know they're they have really good uh tactile feel to them the the joysticks are solid um each of the buttons has uh, and i've i've put since i bought it at least 20 hours on that thing and nothing and i mean back-to-back use like hardcore marathoning use and it is not um like there's no extra give in the buttons, nothing's getting weird. The battery life's fantastic. It can emulate basically everything up through um, PlayStation One, N64, Dreamcast. The 64 is a little, um, as long as you gotta really mess with some of the plugins and settings to get that to work. Um, I think it can even do the some of PS the PSP games. Like you can't do some of the later PSP titles. Um, with a lot of models on the screen, I don't think. I think it suffers from a little slowdown there, but. Um, 
outside of that, like I'm really pleased with the device. Um, so if you're somebody that that likes to emulate things, um, especially you, if you're looking for a handheld solution, like I think it's really really good. Are you going to include how to find one in the show notes? Um, no, you could probably just search for it on Amazon. That's what I did. Oh. I mean, if you want to put an Amazon link in the show notes, then go for it. You're the one that makes the show notes. I guess. It was just a template, though. People could probably tell. Yeah, but you could just go in, like, <laughs> you know, when you're writing it this time, be like, oh, I got to put the link to the GPDXD and just fucking put an Amazon link. Makes me wish we had an Amazon affiliate link so we could get a little money back, but we don't. What, like a penny? No, I don't know. I think it's like a percentage. But I think it runs, the, the device itself runs about 160 170 bucks. Um, it's got an HDMI out. Uh, I haven't tried it yet, um, but everything I see is it does really well with it. Um, it's got micro SD ports. You can load in um, ROMs that you, if you can't find it on their default thing. The only thing is, I'm not sure if I like a lot of the default software that comes on it. It's kind of some of it's kind of like super sketch to me. So I might um, see if I can't figure out how to load some other because I, I don't fuck around with a lot of Android devices, but I know enough to get around. So I think I might load another. Um, sort of like front end on it i don't know what the technical term for it is um and run it that way and make it more just like it's an android tablet with a with a controller attached to it um instead of the some of the proprietary software they have running on the front end of it um it's all in chinese too right so you barely no no it's it's got english it's mostly english i'd say 90 percent english okay Um, some of it's not great english but it's english (laughs) um so i'm english yeah, so I mean, it, it works great. I'm really pleased with it. Um, I it's really helped me get way ahead on uh, you know this Breath of Fire game. Like I'm not really sweating finishing it before the end of the time. It really wouldn't have been as bad if I hadn't got sidetracked by the stupid Digimon trading card game uh, that I spent way too many hours playing. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's a play for the PlayStation One. It's like a Digimon trading card game. It's super bad. It's not good, guys. But if you listen to any of my uh, me popping up on any other shows, especially uh, Is It Worth It? I tend to be a fan of games that aren't so great. Um, but I have the same taste in movies. <laughs> like, I love a super bad movie. Um, are, you, are you talking about Digimon Digital Card Battle? Yeah, I think that's it. It's literally got a 5, like, it's a 4.8 out of 5 on CoolROM.com. Oh, wow, really? Yeah. I don't think the game's that great. I guess, it, I mean, it's super simple. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it'd make a great mobile game if somebody's listening. Uh, <laughs> Namco Bandai. Make that a, a mobile bring title. It, bring it back. Yeah, bring it back. Bring it back. But yeah, that's really all I had to say. Um, I don't think I have anything else to say. Do you have anything else to say? Uh, not really. I guess to everybody that, the three of you that visit the forums, sorry I really haven't been stopping by lately. Just been busy. Yeah, he had uh, he had the herpes that he had to recover from. How the her- how the herpes doing? Uh, they're better. They're better. Okay. He had shingles. He didn't actually have like the that kind of herpes. People don't be nice. Uh, um, well, apparently it's still a herpes strain. It is. It is herpes. That's why I say it's herpes. That's why I know, but everybody that has chickenpox has herpes too. So whatever. That's fair. True. True, true, true. Um, before I pull up the outro, um, our buddies Blaine and James from Is It Worth It have started another show um, hosted on our, our network called Video Games the Movie. 
Uh, the episode for Resident Evil just came out. That's actually a really fun show to listen to. Those guys are having a ton of fun listening to it, so search for that on iTunes. Leave them a rating or review. Uh, everybody listening to this show knows they're the coolest guys on the internet, except for us. Um, so, and everybody else on the internet. God damn it, Nikki. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Look, I just had. He's gonna. This is gonna be a constant bickering thing between me. Oh, and, who's yeah. who's the like? Can we have like a co? Like me and Blaine would be cool, but can you two like be, have like the battle of the co-hosts? Like, can that be a thing? Like, that's what I need to happen. What like what the hell is the battle of the co-hosts gonna be? Like, I don't know. Like, like, like the the like the main guys like they're cool, but it's like who's the better? Who's the best co-host on the internet? And you guys can bicker it out about that. that. Oh, okay. That's 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 what we need to do. That's what I want to happen. That is a good idea for. Uh... I guess one of the off-topic shows. That could be. We should. Hey, I know you're listening, James. We need to get like you two should have like a trivia off. Like I'll host it. It'll be amazing. It'll be a good time. Let me know if you're down for that. All well, right. No, I'm not good at trivia. <laughs> I know you're not. That's why I wanted to be I, like part of me wants you to get your ass kicked, but part of me doesn't. Like it's. I'm very torn on the situation. You're um, really not. I understand. All right. So let's pull up that beautiful, beautiful scum music. All right. This is the wrong song. That's not the wrong song? Shut up. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of The RPG Show. Uh, You can leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Each one counts and we love you for it. You can visit our home on the web at therpgshow.com. There we have forums and other shit. You can find our other shows there too. Uh, Follow us on Twitter at therpgpodcast. You can send us an email at podcast at therpgshow.com. Uh, listen to Blaine and James over and is it worth it in video games the movie uh, there's some other stuff that I've forgotten about yeah no more of those alright well I guess <laughs> until next time say goodbye everybody say goodbye everybody talk to you yes you the one of you that just changed the station okay. <laughs> damn it what? Are you, what? <laughs> You're an idiot. The show wouldn't be the same if I wasn't an idiot. Fair. <laughs>